Greetings one and all. My name is Aaron Makem and this is Let It Fly episode 17. You can reach me at sci-fi-dig at gmail.com. You can also go to the Comic Book Noise website and I'm part of that feed and find me there. Also, if you go to sci-fi-dig.com, I've been posting the shows there as well, although I'm a little bit behind on there. Um, I'm not exactly sure what to give for an address for Let It Fly, other than email is the best way. I know people, uh, a lot of people don't like email. I love email, so um, that's the best way to contact me. Um, I don't, uh, Sci-Fi Dig has all the contact information, but um, I don't really, uh, I, I kind of go back, go to there as an afterthought, especially since the site went down for a while. Um, I've been uh, planning on hosting all the files. Actually, I was planning on hosting the files both places, so there's always a backup. But anyway, enough of that. I recorded an episode last week and did not like how it turned out, so I never posted it. And then I thought, well, you know, I don't really have a lot to uh, to talk about, nothing that popped in my head. And then suddenly a bunch of things popped in my head, and I think part of it was uh, this week in uh, with the TV shows going on and um, some things in my personal life going on, um, I wanted to talk about goals and being goal-oriented and what a goal-oriented society we are um, in America. Uh, I, I think I think especially... In America, and and how it uh, permeates our lives and, and everything, and storytelling, um, in our day to day activities, and you know television also, which you know be considered storytelling, and you know I was thinking, um, for example, what what started this this thought process for me was reading comic books. Actually, I was reading a lot of the conversion stuff, and uh, I, I as much as I enjoy the main convergence, what I'm really liking are the offshoot titles. Now, most of those um, are, are thus far are only two issues, and the first issue is a great big build up to something that's happening. I like the way that they do the build ups because sometimes, you know, the idea here is these cities are covered with domes. For those of you that I'm trying, I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible, but a dome comes down, that's and it covers um, the city. But you know, and, and during the course of the story. The dome has been there for a year, and suddenly it, it it's gone, and everybody who has powers suddenly gets them back because while the dome's up they have no powers what i liked about the story is it's some some stories the dome doesn't come down to the very end of the story some stories the dome comes down on page two some stories it's in the middle of the story when the dome comes down and you know i didn't I had no idea I, I tried to stay away from anything any previews or anything like that telling me what was going to happen in the future of DC so that I would not be, uh, it's not that I don't care, I care too much about being spoiled. It was just that I, I, I wasn't seeking this stuff out. So I, I was just like, well, sometimes I try to look and, and uh, I'll read a story and find another story, find another story. And, you know, at six degrees of separation, I end up finding out what's going on. I didn't do any of that. It just has been a busy couple of months and I haven't had time to really read a lot of stuff on the web. So I was like, well, this is kind of neat because I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I read the first story um, of, you know, issue one of a couple of these. Well, now the issue twos are out on some of these. So I've read like three of them that had issue twos to see how they're going to end up. And they're very, uh, very much kind of like up in the air as far as the overall DC universe. It's kind of like, um, you know, uh, a life, you know, a day in a life kind of thing where they, the, the characters clash and, and then we kind of move on, you know, and there's not really, um, there's no resolution. And, you know, I thought about that. I thought, well, am I annoyed that they didn't resolve anything? Is this something that upsets me that there's no resolution or do I care? And 
I guess at the end of the day, when I stopped and thought about it, I was like, I really enjoyed reading these comics, and I did not care that there wasn't a resolution um, to what was going on. That's not to say that there's not going to be a resolution in the main conversion story, um, but I'm only, I think I'm only two or three issues into that. Um, I'm, I'm starting to, to fall behind very quickly. Um, I just haven't had the time to read, but and I don't know if there's, there's probably going to be resolution. Obviously, something's going to happen. But I didn't really care in these other stories because it was more about the characters. Um, I mean, there was story there, but you know, it was about 80% character-driven and 20% about the story. And it made me think about goals in television. A lot of times, when, you, when you're telling a story, you have a goal in mind at the end. And at the end of the season, at the end of the series, you know, everybody's pushing toward a goal. And that's kind of what we want. We want some sort of closure, some sort of resolution. And um, some shows, they don't do that. Some shows, it's just it, you're along for the ride. And you're, you're, you know, you're enjoying what's happening. There doesn't have to be an end game. Um, some shows are um, poised to um, have an end game, some stories. And then it doesn't... It doesn't resolve and everybody's angry. I mean, take Lost, for example. You know, um, I, I think Lost well, had some great acting. It had some great moments, but it was about absolutely nothing. And I, did, I didn't really have a problem with that, except that when they interviewed the writers in the very beginning, they had a podcast and they, and they always said, you know, these, these characters aren't in purgatory. And, you know, this is going somewhere. Well, that, that was a bunch of baloney. It wasn't, and it just it just ticked me off. Now, if you haven't seen Lost, I I don't feel even one remotely bit bad about. As a matter of fact, send me ten dollars. I just saved you, you know, uh, six months of your life. Um, but um, it made me think about, you know, like Mad Men, for example. I, I just finished the season finale of Mad Men, and again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's not any kind of great resolution. And I don't know, were we looking for one? Were we looking for some all-encompassing thing that would encompass this show? No, it was very much like a soap opera. And you, uh, you, know, you just followed the characters and see where they went. And, and that was that. I was, I was fine with it. I wasn't like, you know, uh, some people might have got worked up. Some people were like, that ah, was kind of boring. I, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe it was kind of boring. But you kind of got to see where, where the characters were going from the beginning of this show to the end. It's very much like watching soap operas back in the day. Now, some of you kids don't remember soap operas, but they were on every day. And when somebody was sick, they just had another actor fill in for that person. You know, when somebody had a contract problem, they had another. It was all about moving day to day and moving forward. And maybe there was some resolution, maybe there wasn't. You take a show um, like Flash, for example. I'm not going to give spoilers beyond the first episode. Okay, the goal of the show from the very beginning. Um, is once Barry becomes the Flash, was, um, you know, as as the show moves forward, he he decides that he's he his whole goal is to find his mother's killer. Um, it's always in a bad. I mean, there's other things going on, but that was the main goal. And so, whether we find that we solve that mystery in the first season or we have to do the whole series, the point is we're following that one thread through the show, and everything else is happening around us that we can enjoy as well. But there's always going to be that one thread. And, you know, you can take it from season to season or um, at, you know, for, for an entire series, the entire story, if you like. But it just, it kind of, um, I, I have no epiphany here. I was just thinking about goals in general and how they um, kind of become a focus of our lives. You know, we, 
we work to achieve what exactly? Everybody has a different goal in mind. I have friends that, that work to achieve as much wealth as they possibly can. And good for them, you know, if that's what they want to do in life. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of those people are going to die with more money in the bank than I've ever seen in my life. And they've never, they just spend all their time working and, and uh, focusing on nothing but wealth, missing everything around them. Um, but again, that is the choice that they make. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's wrong. Hey, whatever makes you happy, as long as it hurts anybody else, I don't really care, you know. Um, but it, we all have goals. Like, and even, you know, I run on a regular basis. Um, it is, I, I do it because, well, if I don't, I'll get, I'd be a giant fat guy. But if, um, when I'm doing it, it is a very freeing thing. And, you know, when I start out, I, my goal is just to kind of go for a couple miles and see what happens. Um, usually by the time I hit mile two, I know that I'm going to end up doing five miles that day. And then if I feel like it, I'm getting a little older. Um, I try to do about seven and a half miles every day. But my, but my intention starts out as a small goal and then works its way up. And then when you hit that first mile and you get your time, you're like, you know, I could do better. You hit that second mile and it breaks down your time per mile. And you're like, I need to pick it up, you know. Or, you know, I'm content with where I'm at. So even during the process, you have a goal in mind. And um, it made me think, you know, the other thing that kind of kicked into high gear this week that made me start thinking about all these things was not only all the stories I was experiencing on television and comics and things like that, but, you know, in my life as well, I've been doing a massive, um, you could call it spring cleaning if we had any spring weather here, but um, just a massive, I I have a lot of crap. Um, I've just, I've accumulated so much stuff over the years that I do not need um, that has some of it has sentimental value Um, some of it um, at this point in time um, isn't valid to even have anymore you know for you know example I might have um, some DVDs that I know um, if I want to rewatch but I know it's going, going to be available on some kind of streaming service and so why hang on to them I also have some DVDs of stuff that people have given me or that I've purchased. I know I'm not going to go back and watch again. Um, there was a time when I bought very few DVDs. The only the only DVDs I would buy were ones you couldn't rent or something that I wanted to see or something that I knew without a doubt I would go back and watch again. You know, I Star Trek the original series on Blu-ray. Watch that all the time. Farscape, something I watched. Babylon Five, something I, I watch again. Things like that I'd buy the sets of. But everything else, I would just rent. Well, as time went on, Netflix stopped, you know, stopped, uh, you know, doing so many discs and started doing more streaming, which would be great if they streamed the stuff that was on discs. But they don't. Um, you know, I, st- I would just, I, I had to get to the point where if I wanted to see something, I had to buy it. You know, and the reality is, it's cheaper for me to buy something on Blu-ray than it is for me to um, take the family to the theater because. You know, that's like 70 bucks, you know, and I'm like, well, I could buy two Blu-rays for that and have change left over. Um, but, you know, I, I, you reach a point where you're like, I, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. And, and I'm not one of those people that plans for the future like, oh, you know, I want my kids to have this. It's like, I don't want my kids to have a giant headache when I die. I mean, if it was up to me, um, the moment my wife and I were dead and everybody was gone, I just let the house burn to the ground, you know, because then there would be nothing, there would be nothing left to worry about, you know. Um, but I decided I needed to start going through all this shit and cleaning it all up. And, uh, there is just so much, I've given so many comics away. I've, I gave away my entire comic collection a couple of years ago, except for, uh, three short boxes. 
Um, I gave, I, I have so many beautiful hardcovers that I read the stories. I love them, but I know I'm not going to go back and read them again. I just know I'm not going to. I have trades of stuff that I bought the first couple trades of and then ended up buying the rest digitally. I don't need those paper trades anymore. You know, gave them away. I got, I just got rid of a lot of stuff and it made me start, and that's what made me start thinking about goals and being goal, goal oriented. And it's like, at one point in your life, you're, you're, you you have you have material gains because for whatever reason you know when you know part of my reason I have material you know I I wanted material things was that um, you know when it came to come to TV and DVDs when I was younger like we didn't have any of that stuff and we didn't have cable so all these shows were like new to me and I it was just like a kid in a candy store and all this stuff came available on DVD I wanted to go back and and watch something that um, I might may have never seen before but always seemed real good of course you know ninety percent of the time it's kind of a letdown but. Anyway, it just made me think about all these, you know, all these things and, and, and what, you know, what we strive for in our lives, what we want to be able to do. I'm the first person to say that I'm, but I have a million hobbies, right? And I, I'm not saying that I'm master of any of them, but I've always wanted to try different things. And so I invest money in that and I do it. And then it's like, well, now I've had this equipment and I've done this a dozen times and I like it and everything, but there's not enough hours in a day to do everything that I want to do. So at some point in time, you're like, okay, I have to cut loose some of this stuff and clear up, some, get rid of some of these things because I'm not going, I know I'm not going to use them again. It's just like, I always think I have more time left than I have, but I know that it's just not going to come back around, you know? And, you know, uh, but I want the experience. So it's like, do you, is it an experience thing or is it, I mean, obviously if I could borrow everything that I need to do to can do these hobbies, I would. Um, unless it's something that you're constructing, you know, yourself and part of the learning process is building it. You know, when I built, uh, well, my, the last project I did was my foundry project. And when I built that, it was weeks of research to trying to find the best thing that would work for me to make this work. And then, uh, months of slowly accumulating things because I decided I wanted to try to do it on a shoestring budget. So just not because I needed to, but because I wanted to. And so finding the items I needed online, I'm sorry, on sale over time and being able to find scraps of stuff that would make this work and, you know, putting it all together. And that was the learning process of figuring out how all this worked and having a better understanding of how to, you know, uh, melt metal and pour it and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always a, it's always a process. And again, like I said, I have no epiphany here. I'm not like, Hey, you know, this is what I figured out today. It's just, it's something that's on my, it's on my mind. And that's why I do the podcast. I, you know, sometimes things pop in my head that are no interest to anybody else. And I'm okay with that. But, um, I did, uh, I did switching gears here. I did do a, uh, another pour in the past two days or the past week rather, um, of, I've been trying, I've been still playing around a lot with, uh, with aluminum in the, in the foundry because I find it, um, incredibly fascinating what you could do. And, uh, I've made, uh, over the course of, I don't know, the last six months, I've managed to accumulate a lot of ingots, which is basically melting a bunch of crap aluminum, skimming all the, uh, dross off the top and ending up with a more purified form of aluminum. By no way, by no means is it pure because, there's always going to be some impurities unless you have some kind of mechanical means of uh, of separating everything or a more controlled furnace. And uh, so I had um, all these ingots, and they've been kind of uh, 
sitting around and I, so I decided that I was going to try to create something. So I basically, I just, uh, I used lost foam casting where I just took foam and I cut it out. I made my own foam cutter. I don't know if I, that was part of the, I think I did it about the time I started this podcast. I couldn't figure out a way to cut foam in a, in a manner that would actually, uh, not make a mess. So I actually had to build a hot foam cutter, which, uh, turned out very well, but it's, uh, the base is much bigger than I wanted. So I need to rebuild it. But anyway, I took that cut out the foam, and then you packed it in the sand and put the sprue holes in and everything, and I thought, there's no way this is going to work. I thought there's no, because I thought the foam was too heavy duty. I thought never thought that the, the aluminum would be hot enough to burn it all out. But uh, but I did it, and it came out absolutely stunning. I'm, I was very pleased with uh, with the end result of uh, of doing that. So um, it's just one, you know, and again, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm just, I'm just mystified about the whole thing. I just find the whole thing incredibly interesting. Have no idea what I'm going to do with these things. But, uh, and what, all I did was make my, I made a yard ornament, just made our last name out of solid aluminum and it weighs about three pounds. And, uh, it's just in the garden right now because I didn't know what else to do with it. But I'm like, I poured it, I made it, took me a couple hours. Don't want to get rid of it. But again, it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know what, uh. We all set goals for ourselves, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just sometimes think that during the process of achieving those goals, we forget to stop and smell the roses along the way. I don't mean to be like, uh, you know, just, I don't mean to, to, that's the best term I can come up for. You know, as the day goes on, it's like I, I, sometimes I spend so much time thinking about tomorrow that I'm not enjoying what's happening around me today. You know, I don't enjoy the time I have today. And then tomorrow comes and you're like, man, yesterday was such a good day. And it's like, sometimes you forget to live in the moment because you're so focused on goals. And, and it's one thing I've learned um, in my life is that you don't need, uh, I mean, me personally, I don't need lots of money to be happy. Um, I'd like to have more time to be happy, but you make the best of it, right? I mean, you go through life and you just make the best of it of whatever you have. And hopefully you're, you're happy and you're content and you're able to, uh, to, you know, move forward, um, with your life without having too much sadness or too, or, you know, being too, uh, angry about any particular thing. And speaking of angry, my last thing, and then I'm moving on. Um, you know, I tried very hard not to get drug in. And then, um, I tried very hard not to interact on Facebook. I do. I, I make a concerted effort to, uh, to not jump to the bait. And then, um, I kept seeing the same story over and over again about Black Widow and the Avengers and how somehow in somebody's mind, in some alternate reality, um, Black Widow was not a strong character and that somehow Joss Whedon had made her a horrible human being or whatever. I don't want to get into the scene or anything that did it. People can go and look it up. And I saw all the tweets. Not that I'm like a huge proponent. I know some people just would lick his toes. But I am not. I mean, Joss Whedon, I like some of the stuff he's done. Um, but I am not one of those people that, you know, bow to his altar. Or anybody else's for that matter. But he's just a guy. Just like me. And uh, <clears throat> But it was just so unfair that the attacks that he was getting. I mean, talk about over the top and something that um, just escalated way too quickly. That was a little out of hand. But somebody posted it, and then I, for a moment, I lost my mind, and then I posted a lot of F-words and a whole lot of stuff, 
And then I it, I didn't feel bad about it till about three days later. And I'm like, that was I should not have done that. I should, I was not wasn't mad about what I said. Um, I could have said it nicer, but. It was just a matter of, I shouldn't have said anything, because it doesn't really matter. It's a freaking movie, people. It's like, move on, let it go. It's a movie. It's not even real life. If you took all your all your outrage of what we're going to be outraged about this week and put it towards something positive, imagine what you could accomplish. It's not that big of a deal. It's a freaking movie. Don't see it if you don't want to see it, okay? But sitting there complaining about the way somebody wrote a character, and you're not, and I'm sorry, that's your interpretation of the character, because other people interpret it, like me, interpret it completely different than that. And and I know that there's been some posts, um, I know Scott Sigler put a post up saying, well, I'm not a woman, but I, I don't care if I'm a woman or not. I'm, I'm a human being, and I, and I interpret it as a human being. I'm tired of all these dividing lines between everything and saying, well, you know, I'm a woman, and so I would understand. Or, you know, I'm Hispanic, so I don't, it's like, no, we're all just people. We're all in this, this same big ball of dirt trying to survive. It's let it go, man. Let it go. How about we focus on what we have in common rather than what we have, what the differences are. And maybe people will get along a lot better. But anyway, my point was, I rose to the debate, shouldn't have, and I feel uh, I, I am not very proud of that because usually I'm much better off about uh, doing that. I guess... Um, you know, I said before that sometimes I scan through Facebook and I see um, so much negativity. And to me, Facebook is a necessary evil because I interact with a lot of people on there that are my friends. But because of the way everything is interconnected, I end up seeing posts from people um, who are posting an article and then people either yaying or neighing or whatever. And it just, after a while, it just wears on your soul. It's like, oh my God, just let it go. Anyway, this is my last. Uh, this is my last show where I'm just going to talk about this stuff. I'm always going to try to interject some comics or some geekery into the show because um, it is what makes me happy, and I'm going to try to focus much more on uh, on you know happier things. And and I think the goal oriented thing is a, is a happy thing. It's just something that hopefully makes everybody think a little bit and think about what they you know um, want out of life or what you know, where they are in life and, and, and whether or not they're content or maybe they should just stop and, and take a look around saying, you know what, you know, I, you know, I don't have it all, you know, but I have it, you know, I have what I need. I have my family, I have my friends, I have whatever makes you happy, man. I'm not judging, just, you know, if you ain't hurt anybody else, I don't care. If you're not hurting anybody else and you're not a drain on the system and you're, you know, you can be independent of that stuff, then knock yourself out. If you want to, you know, collect troll dolls and it makes you happy to have 50 million troll dolls and sit in the middle of them naked every day, hey, whatever makes you happy, man, knock yourself out. You know, it's if we had more happy people in the world, we'd have less of the crap going on than we have going on. And maybe we'd have, like, news stations that posted all good news rather than just trying to find the dregs of society and going and doing a story on all that to try to make the world seem like it's a much more horrible place than it actually is. Um, I think if anybody came, if somebody wasn't from this planet and came and watched the news and only the news, they would blow up our entire planet because they'd think it was just worthless. And I don't believe that. I believe that people are not worthless and they have the, uh, we have so much more going for us than, uh, what uh, the news agencies give credit for. That's why I try. I cannot believe I clicked on that link and then commented on the post. It was link bait, man, and I fell for it. I fell for it. Anyway, um, these are all just, you know, my opinions, and uh, that's that. Yeah.